Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show, where hypocrisy meets accountability. If you don't think Hillary Clinton was guilty of election fraud, we got to get you an IQ test tomorrow. We got to get you scheduled ASAP. Remember the great lie of weapons of mass destruction? Does it remind you at all of the great lie that if we lose Ukraine, democracies all over this world crumble? Sit back and enjoy or call in and get involved. What is one thing the government is great at? It's lying to the face of the American people and doing it without blinking. They are fantastic at that. This current administration takes the cake. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. So rise up right now and get with the program. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show, KLZ 560, this Thursday, August the 3rd. So good to be with you. Welcome in. Let us just make sure. Now, what we say on this show is we give all glory to God. We give all praise and high honor to God. What we're encouraging people to do is if you're not currently in a small group, Uh, some kind of community, some kind of fellowship, reach out. There are so many places in society right now, you can just contact the show, connect at thematthewdarkshow.com, where you can get plugged in, whether that is serving for the underprivileged, whether that is serving in church, joining a men's group or a women's group. There are so many things that we can plug you in. Just connect with the show. It feels so good to be a servant, and we want to encourage those to step out of the side of that box, because right now, had a fantastic conversation just yesterday with a woman. These Our seniors, if you're 65 and older, thinking that the party's over. It is not. We need you. We need you more than ever. We believe right now here as we sit, every single person out there listening has a gift so special inside them. We got to have that gift right now. This is the moment for that gift. So you're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too has been. Step up right now. Get involved. I want to thank you for your listenership. And I want to thank our show sponsors, Roots Medical, rootsmedical.net and Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com gives you all the information you need to know about these current cases across the country. And I'm telling you, medical freedom, folks, it is not dead. It is alive and well. There is much being done in the landscape there. So go to covidpenalty.com, coloradomedicalfreedom.com, and then, of course, rootsmedical, rootsmedical.net, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Uh, our guest this morning, we've had him before. We're so lucky each and every time, so grateful. He'll give us this time because there's so many things moving around right now. It's not just health. It's political science. It's um, geopolitical events. It's so many things buzzing around that right now we have to have fellowship on. We have to have camaraderie on. We have to understand that there's much deception out there in the world. And so that's why we're always so grateful to have our guest, Dr. Michael Gaeta. Michael Gaeta, welcome in, sir. The Gaeta Institute in Boulder. Uh, Back again with us, michaelgaeta.com. How have you been since we last spoke, sir? Matthew, so good to see you, uh, and great to be back here with you. I always enjoy our conversations. And, uh, yeah, I had a great trip to the Grand Tetons with oh, the cool. kids, seeing the beauty of this uh, great country. Absolutely. And it is it is so important to understand that we have a great country. We have a great country that has been corrupted, and through perseverance, bravery, and courage, that corruption can flee back into the, the hell holes that it comes from. Um, you know, this was, this was something that really... I'm sheepish to ask the question or put it out there in the sense of this is it is not it, it sounds very You're not renowned for your sheepishness. I know <laughs> this is one of those ones is because I want to make sure that this is looked at correctly. I've yes. had three experiences in the last week with people who have had five vaccines or more, oh, uh, wow. some as a patient provider capacity, some in a business capacity and yeah. other just sort of came up in conversation. 
And I'm wondering, so this, this specific example I'm thinking about, gentlemen cold calls into the office, comes into the office and wants to sell marketing services, right? These kind of things. Yes. And as we get going and talking about how would, how would your inst- uh, nonprofit like to be recognized, Colorado Medical Healthcare Providers for Freedom, how would you like that to be recognized from a search capacity? And what we said is we want the vaccine injured coming to us. We want the long COVIDs coming yeah. to us. We want those that are seeking out medical transparency to come to our organization and yeah. get that clarity. And through that conversation, the guy says, this was breathtaking. My, my breath is still somewhat taken. He goes, well, you're, you're making me nervous on these vaccine injuries. I've had five of these, and mm. now you're making me think. And so it started to think right then and there. Here, this is towards the end of our conversation. This guy wants yeah. to do business with us. And I say this as a decent person, trying to be a good person, but seeking counsel. Here That's is somebody right. that walks into our office that took five vaccines within 12 months and mm. is now wanting to do business with us. And I'm just sitting yeah. there thinking, how do I trust your judgment, your yeah. guidance? Where are you getting your information from that I would ever give you my money, time, and treasure? And yeah. you just confess to me you took vi- five vaccines. And so I put the question out there for everyone. How seriously can you take a person in society that's had five vac- vaccines and they've not recanted, they've not repented, they've not come to terms? I mean, can you take anything out of that person's mouth serious unless they say, yeah, I took five vaccines and it was the dumbest thing I've ever done. I'm so grateful I've been alive. Help me rectify that situation. Because for me, I'm thinking, well, how can I trust you as my Uber driver? No offense. If you've taken five vaccines. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you don't want them to have a heart attack on your trip. Yeah, exactly. But help me. I mean, that thinking, I mean, is that isolated to just COVID or or is that actually an outward symbol of intelligence, trauma? Uh, I mean, where are we at with people that are walking around and not just so much that they've done it, but they're not willing to say I was wrong or I'm not to shame them, but I made a mistake. I regret it because we know that they're scientifically wrong to have taken five vaccines. Help me understand that person, that thinking. Yeah, thanks, Matthew. And that's a good question because, you know, you want to work with people who share your values. Uh, I think that's the most important thing, whether that's uh, patients, clients, colleagues, business associates, um, a shared purpose, a shared outlook, a shared set of values, uh, uh, you know, a life partner, you know, whoever it is, you want to make sure there's a shared base of values. So I think your question is excellent. And my initial thought on hearing that was, you know, need some more info, yeah. because as you and I know, um, you know, millions of people, tens of millions of people were coerced yes. into the shot. Uh, so that was my first thought, like, OK, you know, I try to you know, be as understanding as possible. But five. Yeah. I don't think there's any employers that required five. Not that know, I've ever short. heard of. No, you've got at least three that were sort of voluntary. Um, and, you know, it's um, I, I think at least a brief conversation to just kind of poke into that a little bit as you did. You know, yeah. how do you feel about that? If, if you could do that again, would you do the same thing? You know, that sort of thing, you know, would be helpful. But, you know, uh, and any time, just to give you an example, I, I was interviewing for a new uh, business manager. Um, you know, uh, my current one is uh, Andrea is amazing. And, you know, and I make this more front and center, you know, I'm going to hire someone that's going to work with me day to day uh, about what their values are, what are their attitudes towards health and holistic health and natural uh, medicine and conventional medicine and uh, mm-hmm. injections and vaccines and such. And, you know, it, it becomes a more important question, you know, so I would have the same question. Um, I probably would be 
you know, at least have any short conversation. And if I had to guess, um, you know, I, I'd probably be looking for another marketing person. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, again, and that's okay. You know, you want a congruence of values in your field. Uh, and if someone's going to be have a role to play in putting your message out into the world, you want the vibrational congruence to be there where there's a shared set of values and perspectives. I think that's important. It's not just delivering a service. I'm going to do your SEO. I'm going right. to do your Facebook ad. Ads, I'm going to do your whatever. Um, you know, there, there's a shared, you know, they're in your field yep. and they're part of bringing your message out. So I, I, I believe, you know, it's a really, really important to have congruence of values in anyone in your field. Yeah, I think it's well said. I think it's fair. And I think it's not a discriminatory act. It's see, when no, you talk about no. things like race and you say, well, I don't hire black people because I don't like <laughs> black people. Right <laughs> now we have a problem. But here's the difference. Mm-hmm. This is I don't trust your decision making. Yeah, uh, I, I don't sure. trust that. You know, oh, you're a woman. We don't hire women. No, no, it's not that how though you were born. It's the decisions that you made after you're born. And to me, All the right. COVID shots are, are are breathtaking. And so I'm yes. sitting there thinking about like in a medical setting, and and, and yes. both of us share that sort of uh, occupation in the sense of if if half That's of right. your staff is committed to the vaccine and the other half yeah. is not you cannot run a proper business that way you cannot have proper unity that yeah. way how you have to either be we're and i want to make sure i under, people do understand this because robert f kennedy although he um is uh showing a side of vaccines he is not willing to go out on the table and say i'm anti-vaccine and i'm telling you i'm anti-anything that by its nature is dangerous and hurts people. I'm anti-smoking cigarettes. I'm anti-fentanyl and cocaine and heroin and, and a drug yeah. addiction. I'm, adi- I'm against all things. So, so I mean it when I said I am anti-vaccine. And when my, if, we, if my wife and I had a child today, we wouldn't yeah. do any vaccines. But that's okay because that's us and we have the right and we've done our research yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But I'm sitting there thinking with, with unity, isn't that yeah. a decision that kind of is a... <laughs> It's such a big issue, I guess, is what I'm saying. It is a big issue. And, and you know, back to the Bobby thing, I, I think he's, um, you know, uh, to, to quote the Bible a little bit, you know, uh, wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. And, and, and right. he's a very strong, courageous man. But I also realize that, you know, he my hearing of him is that he was pro-vaccine, well, just like most parents in right. this health freedom movement that you and I are in were formerly pro-vaccine, had a vaccine-injured kid, and then became vaccine-aware. So I think that's part of it. I don't think he's continually vaccinating himself or his kids uh, ongoingly once once he kind of woke up in 2005. Um, And I also think he's wise. That's the wise as a serpent bit. He knows that he has science and evidence and data to present contrary to the mainstream narrative um and you know saying saying i'm pro-choice pro you know related to medical freedom and vaccine choice specifically uh to say that i'm pro-vaccine choice and i'm pro-vaccine safety is a much that's it's a bit of a, a more palatable entree into a person's consciousness that he can get his message out to more people and if you listen to what he's saying he's saying there are no safe vaccines right and so you know so his current message is i'm into vaccine safety and choice and there are no safe vaccines yeah so you kind of so that's a that's a better message for the average american who's been brainwashed by the medical mafia and their minions in the media that's a much more palatable message than i'm anti-vaccine 
Fair. Um, so, you know, so I think he's I, I think he's wise in how he's you know presenting his message. I think that's fair. I think that's good. And I think that whatever moves us closer to and I think vaccine choice is a good way to say it, although yeah. it's. It's still at the end of the day, it's hard to say I'm going to give you the choice. But we give our people our choice every day with McDonald's and Coca-Cola's. And we know that those things are hurting people. So you're right. Choice is the forefront. But the idea that there's there's not significant consequences behind vaccines. We got to get as many people as possible open to that. And so anybody who's supporting that RFK uh, and the like we're going to support and highlight. But the point being is it's such a now volatile issue. Are you yes. COVID vaccine or not? I think it's a For conversation. Sure. And I also look at it as an opportunity to really educate that person that's had five vaccines that yes. says, if I can just, can I get five minutes of your time and explain to you the dangers of what you've just done and how you should be on yes. a knee kissing and thanking God that you're still alive? Um, yep. I think it's an opportunity. So you're right for the health freedom movement. Because if, if we can convert a five vaxxer into a, uh, a vaccine averse type person that's a yeah. win for the movement no doubt um i want to get into a couple other things there's some australian mm. data there's a couple of other, I, I saw this and this has happened in america it's happened globally yes. this concept this was in sydney sydney australia uh end of may 16 year old there needing a lung transplant and the hospital's position mm. there has been we will not transplant an unvaccinated person and we've heard that cases mm. like that in colorado and babies you know little ones needing a liver transplant but if you don't vaccinate this child we've heard that when did that start meaning when have they denied ever organ transplant to people that were not fully va- this is a covid special is it not all of a sudden you can deny treatment based on vaccine status yeah, it is. And, and the the the, uh, the kind of narrative that you're a bad person, if you don't get an injection, you're not safe, you're not worthy of medical treatment. You know, this is go- everything has gotten extra insane. You know, it's kind of like the standard vaccine tropes from the medical mafia, so to speak, the vaccine cult has amplified and gotten much more intense, denying people employment. Uh, you know, I, I I went to a comedy show in Denver and got turned away at the door. Show me your papers. Ah. Where's your vaccine card? You know, so I just went out <laughs> to but uh, I wanted to see a comedy show. And, you know, and I, again, I didn't unload on the on the the very pleasant young woman at the front you know, podium there, the, the, uh, uh, I knew it wasn't her decision. She was just right. doing what she's told, you know, so I wasn't going to give her a hard time. Uh, but I just left. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, everything has gotten ramped up a bit, this sort of us, them, uh, your, and this is, you know, this is the, uh, this is kind of cult mentality, this kind of group think that you're with us or you're a bad person. It's not just that you disagree, you're a bad person. So this is a, this has gone to another level of, um, medical unethical behavior where yeah. you're denying treatment based on experimental failed unsafe injection statics status you know especially because these are experimental vaccines i don't think um the corminati is available in australia just as it is in in the u.s so requiring an experimental treatment to receive life-saving medical care you know that's that's hugely unethical and i believe illegal but at least unethical and you know i i just pray that this young person gets the care they need somewhere yeah. wherever it is uh but you know that that that's uh, certainly a uh i think a slam dunk lawsuit you know once sure. the, once the child gets uh, appropriate care it's so true what a bizarre what a bizarre 
setup that here we are as a medical entity, a hospital. Yes. And we're so concerned about your life that we want you to take a vaccine. But right. we're so concerned about that vaccine. We're willing to let you die by depriving yeah. you of a. I mean, to me, that it's, is such a sick it's, mentality. It's appalling. How can, it's appalling is a great word. Appalling, disgraceful, disgusting, anti-human, subhuman. Yeah. I'm thinking of all these words. But yet yeah. we don't have complete abandonment of that side of the field, because as much as people want to say COVID is not a, a, a political issue, it's a Democrat issue. Democrats are the one that mandate this stuff. Democrats are the yeah. one. I I mean, does anybody have a, a doubt? Dr. Fauci is a Democrat. Rochelle Walensky sure. is a Democrat. Janet Yellen, yeah, all, all these, these are all yeah. Democrats. And, yeah. and it's the same medical tyranny that came from one side of the party. But yet we have, yeah. you mentioned Comirnaty, and I'm so glad you mentioned Comirnaty, because Comirnaty is going to actually be the thing that I believe does in this vaccine movement. Because for folks and our listeners, it's a very tricky thing that the FBA, FDA did. The FDA in August in 21, I mean, boy, was this clever. They basically simultaneously stamped Comirnaty, which is the exact same formulation of the Pfizer-BioNTech. Okay, maybe they changed up some kind of percentage to distinguish the two. But the problem for our listeners got to understand is that Comirnaty is FDA licensed to stop COVID, right? But because it doesn't do that, they have to put it on the back shelf because now you have fraud involved in something that's been licensed to do something that doesn't happen. Pfizer BioNTech is the product that every single person on the planet gets. They get yep. the, and that's an experimental product. And so you still think like to me, for those that are still defending the vaccine, we've had two and a half years. We've got millions upon millions of people. Why has the FDA not gone all the way and put a license, a stamp? On Pfizer BioNTech. I mean, that's a great question to, if you're a fan defending the vaccine, why is it still in an emergency status? Why? Yeah, it's a good question, Matthew. It was very clever what they did where they they extended the EUA on the current BioNTech the same day they issued the approval on Corbinati so that the press got confused, at least potentially. Yeah, Um, willfully confused. confused. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and perhaps intentional, I don't know, but. Uh, but people got confused, like, oh, it's, it's uh, the the shot that's available is now FDA approved. Uh, it was a very clever thing. I don't really think they're going to I, I don't see them releasing Corminati. I think that was just done as a PR style. So I think if they they have they've had plenty of time to get it into production um, to distribute. So I think that was just a deception move more than anything. Um, and, you know, having this blanket liability protection on experimental products, you know, makes it worthwhile for them to keep rolling on the existing one. But the good news is, I'm sure you've seen this in your practice, as yeah. I've seen in mine, um, that people aren't getting additional injections. Right. Like, I think the uptake at this point is pretty low. Yes. Um, and uh, and that's, you know, that's that's an, an important thing. That's a good thing, you know, to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, that just shows that it's the fear's worn off, the buzz is worn yeah. off, the the coercion and the outside pressures, those are wearing thin. I mean, you sound like a fool now as an employer to say, I need you to see your vaccines before I can hire yeah, you. Yeah. You sound like a ridiculous person. Um, and I saw this, it was a cute little thing the other day. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm a paying attentionist. And I love the idea <laughs> that like- now, now we have all these conspiracy theories, you know, the vaccine yeah. doesn't work, it's from a lab. <laughs> and they're all true. Yeah. I just yeah. I, what I'm just praying for regularly is that mm. pride and self is dropped and we can see the light because, see, I'm OK understanding that I was right. If, if evidence came out today 
that the Matthew Dark Show has been spreading lies and full of it for the last two years, <laughs> that the vaccine is actually safe, effective, and yeah. you got to get it. I mean, I would be willing to say I was wrong. I mean, I've had to say that so many times. Sure. But we have millions of people that, you know, what's sadly going to happen is that these conspiracy theories are going to show up as absolute truth, God's truth. And so far, that's And it's happening. Right. And so we're just we're just asking for some kind of a a breakthrough that can kind of ease that moment. I couldn't imagine going all in on a lie like this as a health care provider, as a dad. I mean, you saw with LeBron James and we did a piece last year. I mean, holy cow. He and this is tragic because this is what he said. He originally was anti or hesitant to do the vaccine. He was doing his own research. He was doing this. And what he said, and he got pressure. We know this was pressure. They said, LeBron, Mm -hmm. listen, this is really bad for the NBA. The best player in the league and you're saying no and we're trying to get 100% compliance we need yeah. you and so he turned that pressure and called it then his own research his own conclusions yeah. and said I determined that this was the best thing for me and my family yep. and that's really scary because now you have men and women parents that said whatever we succumbed to the fear we did our own research because when you say you did your own research and still took the vaccine yeah that's somewhat of an indictment on intelligence or the ability to read information i mean that's not a good position (laughs) to be in and we say that with love but your own research brought you to the conclusion that this was something you should be doing we can't do it but we've got families that now have to unwind maybe the worst decision they've ever made i mean that's a big moment in american life well, yeah, it's a good point, Matthew. But and you know, when people say I did my own research, that can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. And and I'm guessing in LeBron's case, uh, and and many others as well, that just meant listening to whatever the FDA and CDC and their doctor and the commercial and James Corden on the show, you know, said um, that was my own research. They just listened to mainstream, um, you know, folks listen, you know, just parroting these in standard narrative. This is safe, effective and necessary. If you don't do it, you're a bad person endangering grandma. Um, so, you know, th- right. that that might be the extent of I did my own research was I just listened to Dr. Fauci right. um, and not really went much beyond that. Right. So, and he left you, know, you needing a lot more because Dr. Fauci told us it was one and done. Dr. Yes. Fauci told us get two and you're safe. And Dr. Yeah. Fauci left us with, say, five or six vaccines and then disappeared. Mm. Do you think Dr. Girl Fauci? The girl yeah. in Australia that the hospital is requiring four wow. shots. Wow. Four. So there's no evidence to support that, you know, certainly in a young person. Um, so, you know, I. I I hope they're sued into oblivion just to, you know, make an example yeah. of what happens when you I mean, yes. I've been see, I've been teaching medical ethics to health professionals for 26 years nationally and uh, over the last 26 years. And, um, you know, this whole denial of care based on experimental products is, is really dastardly. It's yes. really an unethical stance. So I hope they're called to task on that. Yeah, me too. Do you think in our lifetime, Dr. Fauci will pay the price for what he's done? We'll see him brought to trial. We'll see yeah, him somehow. It's a good make, question. Will that ever happen? Uh, yeah. And he's coming to Colorado to speak oh. as oh, a wow. speaker in a couple of months. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> raft of, of, of these, you know, nefarious characters that are coming to speak at a conference here. Oh. But anyway, um, uh, you know, I, we can hope. Uh, but, you know, the. You know, as uh, Tucker Carlson said, speaking to Ice Cube last week, you know, he said, nobody pays the price for lying. You right. only pay the price for telling the truth. What a great, what no a kidding. great 
Uh, yeah, and this is in the same interview uh, series with Ice Cube that he admitted he had never gotten the injection himself. Neither yeah. did Ice Cube, and said, "Of course not." Um, so you know, but it was it was a it was a start. It was the end of the interview where where, where they both agreed that there's no consequences for lying. <sighs> And so will that extend to Fauci to answer your question? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think, you know, uh, the House Republicans are trying to, you know, bring him to account because he committed a number of felonies lying under oath before Congress. You know, that's 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 a real thing. Uh, But, you know, it's 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 I mean, uh, that's what should happen. Whether that will happen, it's hard to say. You know, we have. Uh, you know, a crime family, you know, in a Marxist cabal, you know, regime running the country right now, or, or at least the figureheads, you know, for the country right now and, you know, not being taken to account for, you know, very clearly demonstrated corruption. It's hard to say. We can hope, we can pray, you know, that there's, you know, proper accountability for lying to people and being responsible for millions of deaths, perhaps, or at least injuries. Uh, but, you know, it, I, I, I don't have a crystal ball on that. Yeah, I I have very little. um, I wouldn't hold my breath for that, I'm sure. And to prove that this is a Democrat Republican issue and not a people issue, Democrats in the House could join this fight today and say, yeah, um, if if we really loved people, we do want Dr. Fauci. And we have some serious questions for Dr. Fauci, too. Uh, From the sense of we'd like (laughs) to hear why you told us this, that and the other, just as Democrats. But see, they won't. They protect them and they protect their elites and they do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and and why is the issue? Yeah, well, they that, you know, the they're they're no. I mean, it's uh, as we said in an earlier conversation, Victor Davis Hanson saying, you know, the Democrat Party sort of ended a few years ago. Yeah. These are these are collectivists, Marxists, communists, whatever you want to call it. And they highly value compliance and conformity and obedience. And that's why they're you know, they, they, there are no really dissenting votes, even for people who might privately disagree, yeah. because it's much more important to be a valued member of the herd that doesn't step out of line because again compliance and conformity are two highly you know that's a very very high value uh in that group well and that's why i say all the time to democrat moms and dads you just hit it the democrat party that you thought you belonged to 20 30 40 they're gone and so that's okay for you to say yeah that well i love that it's like your favorite little restaurant you know oh my gosh there was a wonderful little mom and pop there but that place is gone you'll have to move on the democrat Democrat Party is gone. So move on. And because this is a two party system here in America, I know you hate Donald Trump. He's the bad orange man that said the bad (laughs) tweets. But guess what? He is representing more values for your children and prosperity than Democrats. That is not a hard debate. So we're just asking. We're pleading. We're begging Democrat moms and dads. We love you so much. We're asking you to wake up right now because we have an example playing out live. Uh, Trump's legal issues. And Joe yeah. Biden's legal issues. I mean, For sure. has a two-tier justice system ever been more full display than we're seeing right now? Give me a break. It's true. And, uh, and the, the current polling is that uh, two-thirds of the entire country across the political spectrum uh, acknowledge mm-hmm. that there is a two-tiered justice system. That there that the establishment has one set of standards. So in this case, the the crime family, you know, the Biden yes. crime family, the Biden brand. And, 
there's no no the biden brand the crime family the foreign agents uh, and then there's another system of justice for everybody else uh including political opponents so you know that's remarkable i mean to have that little faith in the justice system the injustice system at this point is real across the spectrum is really remarkable so um you know i I believe this will result in meaningful change i think the courts Mm. mostly have been stepping up and actually following um the constitution rule of law in many cases uh you know hunter biden's you know um the uh, ending of his plea deal yes uh, once they because it was going to be one and done you know all no future claims and then they said well that wasn't the deal the doj amazingly astoundingly said no no this he is still liable for future claims if they come up yeah and you know, his lawyers freaked out so so things like that are happening you know yeah. light is you know th- there's light coming through the cracks yes. in this sort of uh marxist you know uh, cabal and establishment uh that is really uh, very hopeful our guest is dr michael gata the gata institute in boulder colorado of course get your text questions in uh 720-999-9493 connect at the matthew dark show.com that's our email so stay connected michaelgata.com for more information on the practice the school uh resources everything everywhere you need to be you know i think it's amazing that we talk about so he's got donald trump has the three indictments we're talking about yes. business uh, filings incorrect in new york this is the stormy yep. daniels we're talking about the uh, documents this um the classified documents in mar-a-lago and yes. now we're talking about this essentially it's election interference or obstructing government proceedings. And I'm sitting there thinking about all the cast of characters Mm. that openly interfered with an election. I go back to Hillary Clinton and the Steele dossier. We don't touch her. I go back to Peter Strzok and his mistress, Lisa Page, in the FBI and how they're basically hell-bent on getting Trump. I I go back to um, the Russia propaganda, the Russiagate and the fake impeachments of that. I go back to things like the Mueller investigation and I go, we go through all these things and there was these attempt after attempt after attempt to obstruct government. I mean, for three years, Donald Trump his government was obstructed. His administration was hindered. There's never in 2024. It's the biggest election, I think, in our lifetime. Yeah. Final stand, final battle. Um, yes. Is there a chance that some of those people, those cast of characters that did they signed a fake letter that says that the light, the Hunter Biden laptop was oh, Russian, the 51, the 51. Yes. Is it only 2024 with Donald Trump winning that election? Is that the only way those people, that cast of characters are ever held to account? Because I'm worried that in 2024 with Democrat victories, the absolutely egregious behavior that we saw for the last three, well, since 2016, yes. never yes. gets held to account. Is 24 right. our last opportunity to hold those to account? You know, I think it's it, there's a good case for that, Matthew, the, the, the amount of destruction and harm that's been done to the country morally, as well as internally, domestically, yes. foreign policy. Everything has gotten worse in an effort to undermine and weaken the country and destroy the country uh, that, you know, I think that, that you could make a case for, you know, what you're saying, kind of last stand for yes. yeah you know, uh, for freedom, less stand for uh, accountability. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a pretty critical time. 
Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I, I, I think that this could go a lot of different ways, you know? So, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I am confident that, um, that there, there, there will be sanity that, that, that carries the day. Um, yes. as long as we have reasonably fair elections, you know, a lot of crazy things can happen. I, I'm, I'm still, as I've said before, I'm not super convinced they're going to put up Biden as the candidate, um, or they'll, you know, put in a, a, a someone they want to be president as vice. And then he is, you know, removed from office at some point. Mm. Gavin Newsom, you know, it's a possibility. Bobby Kennedy, I think, will be denied the uh, ability to debate or yes, to he will. nomination. Yeah. And I, my prediction is he'll run as an independent. Uh, and that and hurts Rachel, Joe Biden exclusively, does it not? It does. It does. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because right now, you know, you've got uh, a lot of folks. I mean, so right now we have um, uh, it's 52 percent of Democrats want somebody else to run other than Joe Biden. Wow. Uh, and two thirds would like and that's specifically about Biden. And then two thirds, according to current polling, would really like to see at least another candidate. So, you know, Bobby's got a shot. I think the DNC is just going to shut him down as they did with Bernie. Uh, And then, you know, he's got a choice to make. I mean, his family basically created the modern Democrat Democrat Party. Um, And so my guess is he's not just going to fold. I think he's going to run as an independent. So that brings up very interesting possibilities, you know, of a of a three way race. Yeah, Uh, because Bobby currently has the highest favorability, lowest unfavorability of any candidate currently running. Um, which is, you know, remarkable. Um, and so, you know, uh, it's it's going to be interesting times. But at the moment, you know, the, the statistically, there's no way Trump doesn't win. Right. Um, according to like every poll, even the even the kind of Marxist side of things with The New York Times and such, you know, the, every poll is showing him beating Biden four to seven points. And uh, and every indictment strengthens him. Yep. You know, every time he's indicted, people are like, this is a witch hunt. And uh, and so he, he gets more donations, more votes, more percentage of votes with every indictment. So, you know, I, I see uh, people are just sort of fed up with, you know, things going downhill for three years and they want to change. Yeah, they should. I mean, it, my goodness, if you're a Democrat voter, holy cow, are you looking for a refund? Because what was <laughs> promised, right, was this was the yes. great uh, yes. communicator. He was going to yes. reach across the aisle yes. and say, the I've got the, the elder statesman and he could get all that done. So, yeah, I think if you're a Democrat voter today, Trump. yeah, he was going to be the adult. Trump was not treating the office of presidency with the, ex- the the respect and the class that it needed. Here's Joe Biden. And what, what have we found? He's made a mockery <laughs> of it. This administration has come in and he's hired trans up the wazoo. He's opened the border. They're all equity hires. Yeah, exactly. And here we are. You know, I mean, and you can see why they were so pissed about him. Affirmative action, because Joe Biden's administration is affirmative action. I mean, that's exactly what was going on yeah. there. Um, we don't need qualifications. Just yeah. who do you sleep with and what color wig do you wear at night? And when you go out and do this, I mean, all this sort of perverted stuff had to be a part yeah. of their um, their deal. So I just wonder. So and you just set up this this 2024 election very well, is that all the stats say Donald Trump wins. All For the sure. stats say that Republicans and Democrats are fed up with the current state of our country yes. and the politics and stuff like that. Especially independence. You can't win an election without independence. Right. 
and independents are overwhelmingly, I mean, it's not even close, you know, uh, disfavorable to Biden, favorable to Trump. I mean, give me a break. What independent, what free thinker would look at the four yeah. years of Donald Trump and the two and a half years of Joe Biden so far mm. and say, yeah, I like what Joe Biden's doing? Because what we know is this, as a Democrat voter, as an independent voter that's siding that way right now, you have to be accepting of a few things that are really tough. The open border, the incredible inflation this anti-energy policy that's going yes. on, this driving up cost, uh, this idea that we're going to sort of have this sliding scale of justice and and equity to no. people. I mean, it's just not a very flattering position that the Democrats come from because the, th- there's no evidence that Democrat policies are working. Can you point to no. anything in the last two and a half years for Joe Biden that you'd say this is better? My tip, no, my cap. there's no there's no success stories. Um, right. And and, and and at this point, current to current um, surveys, yeah, eighty percent. There's about three thousand counties in the United States, uh, so we talk mm-hmm. about red state, blue state, but there there actually are no blue states. There are only right. blue cities, right? And eighty percent of the three, roughly three thousand counties uh, are are very much you know uh, conservative leaning counties. Yeah. So and if you look at the the cities, they're in, in de- you know almost without exception are in a death spiral. I mean, all of them are in total collapse. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I think the problem is, you know, and and that's why somehow, somehow uh, Biden still has a 39 percent approval. How? Like, how is it even three percent? But I think, you know, uh, I think Democrat voters have been taught that, yeah, things are bad, but the Republicans hate you. Right. They're being taught this message that they hate you. So you better stick with us, even though everything's worse. So there's this sort of doesn't really matter what happens. I mean, that's Stockholm syndrome. It is. We could have Chinese troops marching down the main street in every American city and they would still vote, you know, Democrat. Like it doesn't really matter how bad things are for a certain seg, roughly a third of the population. That's just how they've been trained. And look, you know, I've said it here before. That was me. I was a Democrat voting New York Times reading New Yorker uh, for a number of years. And then I woke up and realized, you know, this isn't what it you know, things have changed. (laughs) And uh, and anyway, so, you know, I I have compassion for these folks. But, you know, the, the, the fact that. The vast majority, even in Colorado here, Matthew, we have uh, 26 percent Democrat, 25 or 24 percent Republican. The other 50 percent is independent. You know, Mm -hmm. so we have this idea that Colorado is this super blue state. It's really not. Right. It's primarily an independent state with a with a sliver in terms of registered voters of blue advantage. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, we're really a neutral. We're really still a purple state. Yeah. It's just that in the legislature, you would know it because we have this. Democrat trifecta in and and super majorities, tragically, in the House and the, um, uh, you know, and the Senate and the uh, governor. So which is why. And by the way, as a result, um, immigration into Colorado has declined every year since 2018. So the whole mass exodus into Colorado has been slowing down for for five right. years. Right. Uh, so and then, you know, because we're they're trying to emulate California, which is in a death spiral. So uh, it's right. a very uh, interesting times. But, you know, I'm very hopeful. I mean, just 
nationwide, you know, we went from 60 to 80 percent red counties. Uh, and in Europe, which I wrote off entirely, there's a resurgence of, you know, faith, family, freedom, conservative yeah. values really resurging there in so many countries, you know, Hungary, Poland, Italy, Denmark, Sweden, Greece, uh, all these countries, honestly, I kind of wrote off like they're doomed, yeah. they're done. Uh, or have swung dramatically you know, yes. to to the right in response to this woke, liberal, uh, postmodern, liberal, you know, cult. Um, people are fed up with it. You yes. know? And uh, and by the way, Russia, 83 percent approval rating for Putin uh, and roughly the same percentage are Christians. You right. know, so communism is over in yep. Russia. He's got an enormous approval rating. And it's a Christian nation, right. you know, far more than the United States. Absolutely. Not even close. Um, and we're trained to think, though, that Russia is a bad, the bad, evil monster. Oh, I know. And he's they're coming and, and all this. Yeah, he's yeah, Hitler he's, and he's, he's coming. Marxist neocons, you know, just <laughs> right. forever wars. Exactly. All right. So true. And I'm so glad you made that because I haven't here to, to ask on this. I believe or suspect there is a diligent effort by Democrats to convert the United States to a Chinese communist style of. Oh, for leader. sure. Do Absolutely. you think that that's underway right now? In fact, and that's what they're emulating. And do you think it will be U.S. led or our United States Democrat leaders would actually cede control to China, increase influence of China in the United States, knowing that they'll be taken care of and the people will become slaves and be okay with that because they don't seem to have the power to resist a Chinese takeover, but they like that style of Chinese control. I think it's happening. Yeah, it's collectivism. It is happening. And, you know, China knows better than to start a hot war with the United States. So they're doing it in every other way, but militarily, even though, you know, they're building a new warship every month. Uh, so their their Navy is is just about surpassing ours, which has been the greatest for a long time. Mm-hmm. But but they're doing it from within. So infiltrating the schools, we have the Confucius Institutes and their rebranded uh I forgot what it's called, but um, they're infiltrating the schools, the media, the education. You know, so they, they, it's all destruction from within. Yeah, uh, they're not. You know, it's not going to be a hot war. You know, I have I have prepper friends who are like the Chinese are coming. I'm like, dude, they're not coming. They, 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 it's much more effective for them to infiltrate from within. You yeah, know, through the yeah. Democrat Party, through the education system, media, sports. You know, LeBron. Yeah, is absolutely. You know, that, that's a much, you know, to, to, to win, a, as Sting said in one of his songs, you know, to win a bloodless battle, yeah. the victory is long. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. It's they're they're waging a bloodless war, um, but having the building up their military, you know, to, uh, to to just in case, you know, I guess as a backup. But I don't think <laughs> right. they need to do, uh, you know. So anyway, that's that's well, they're uh, that's, building their they're building their military in case Trump wins. And then they don't have to really spend a ton on that if Democrats remain control because Democrats right. are perfectly fine. This is the other thing, too, that just and this actually does scare me, bother me, concern me to great length. This foreign foreign nationals, foreign adversaries, foreign entities buying up U.S. farmland and doing For that. Sure. I, that's a concern, is it not? There's oh, not yeah. a there's not a, a, a Boy Scout China motive that. behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. China would not allow that. You know, no. I, 
if an American company started buying up Chinese, I mean, it just wouldn't be allowed. Uh, so that, you know, so that's, uh, as I'm saying, that's part of the destruction uh, effort from within. Uh, and, you know, uh, more and more Americans are waking up to like, this isn't good. And I've got to be responsible for my family, myself, my community, my tribe locally, because mm-hmm. that's the whole thing, you know, that the, the whole Marxist uh, ideal is collectivism and centralization of power. It's fascism, right. um, uh, which is the merger of corporate and public power. So government and industry coming together. That's what the Twitter files showed. You know, the right. government you know, pre-rigged that election um, by, you know, uh, censoring uh, what went out, whether it was the Hunter Biden laptop from hell or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, so the so the you know, the, the efforts are always about that. And, you know, this sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, infiltration and undermining, you know, from within. So I think, you know, the solution is, is this shows like yours, you know, you're helping people wake up to what's going on. And the solution is always decentralization of power and an increase in individual freedom. In other words, like follow the Constitution. So, uh, you know, so that's that's really what's happening. You have the establishment seeking the centralization of power and you have the anti-establishment or the people seeking the decentralization uh, of power. And that's you know, that's a good thing. You know, that's happening. As I said, it's really establishment versus the people even more, even though it's, you know, 98 percent, even more than it is, you know, Democrat, Republican, because you have, you know, some rhino Republicans yeah. who are you know, also collectivist, Awful. forever war, yep. Marxist, neocons. Yeah, you're so right. And I do think it's uh, I do like the direction you're describing is I do think that most people understand there's something wrong here. Our job yeah. now is to activate them. OK, how do you yes. make a difference? We encourage you. We're going to make another encouragement right now is that if you're listening to this program and you're a registered Democrat, you go to the secretary of state right now. I'd actually prefer you stop listening to the show. Go to the secretary of state right now and say, I'm registering as a Republican. Why? Because the Democrat Party has gone off some far so deep that I can no longer relate. And I don't trust you with my family. There's things that you can do tomorrow. You can fund nonprofits. You can act as a volunteer. You can even be an independent. (laughs) Exactly. Just get off of that team today. Yeah. And they're saying that's okay because what they're saying is that we don't need you because I want to talk about voter fraud and I believe it to be so prevalent. I believe it to be so loud and uh, obvious that we have to deal with it. This most recent indictment. Yes. I hear Trump uh, or, or they accuse Trump because Trump wouldn't accept the results of the 2020 election. That's why he's in this problem. So regardless <laughs> of how we got to the results, Trump wouldn't yeah. accept it. He wouldn't shut up about fraud and he wouldn't su- shut up about protesting on January yeah. 6th. And it, I mean, this this most recent indictment of Trump, this is an attack 100 percent on thought and speech for me to think. So right now what they're saying publicly is it is a crime for me to think in my private thoughts that the Mm -hmm. 2020 election was stolen, was fake, was fabricated. This is not just about getting Trump out. They don't want people like you. They don't want people like me even having that thought. They want us to get that thought out of our mind immediately. 2020 was fake. Get it out of your mind. It was not fake. It was sincere. I mean, the fact that they're so sensitive to the results of 2020 tells me all I need to know, does it not? Right. Well, and all you have to do is, it's a great great point, Matthew. I'm glad you brought it up, that that all you have to do is plan. There are reels 
uh, collections of this on even on YouTube or certainly Rumble yeah. of uh, Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer and, you know, the usual cast of criminals <laughs> um, contesting the validity of the 2016 election. Yes. Hillary Clinton in public. This is these are all public pronouncements. That was a stone election. There was fraud. It wasn't real. Right. You know, this this didn't have this wasn't. You know, and so, you know, it's the usual double standard. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's unfortunately the state of our country today where, you know, uh, elections are always contested if you don't win. Right. Uh, and I think in this case, the evidence is overwhelming that there was pre-election and you know, election day fraud, I think is, mm-hmm. is quite clear at this point. Um, but, you know, to say that, <laughs> the, the, to say that the folks, you know, uh, the Democrats didn't hotly contest the oh. validity and called fraud and foul on the 2016 election. <laughs> I mean, they, Well, was, we have our greatest example of all time. Of course, they denied and disputed because it started three years of Russia, Russia, Russia and impeachment yeah. and special investigations. Sure. That's how hard they denied the results of the 2020, yes. 2016. I mean, it's breathtaking. Yeah. And that's why I look at Democrat moms and dads again. And that's why I want to just stay right. We want you. We, we, we want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to support you. We want to love you. But you got to yeah. look at double standards and say, you know what? Would you be OK with your child? going into a classroom and your teacher hands your child the answers to the other all the tests and the other kid gets nothing are you okay with the level of double standard that goes on in a public thing and most parents are saying no we want our child to learn right from wrong follow the rules be a good person help others i mean most parents unless they're completely demonized they want their children learning some degree of integrity some degree of ethics those are not coming out of democrats today in fact it's the opposite it's do whatever it takes to win we don't care cheat steal pillage this to me is barbaric uh prior to 1776 type behaviors that the democrat parties have brought back brute force over thought and choice and conversation and and that's why we say democrat moms and dads we have impressionable youths right now that are seeing an example being laid out that is despicable and so Mm. we have to start to shop with our money i think i'm so proud of conservatives right now because bud light is still reeling target is still reeling jason aldean's song is surging to the top of the charts right (laughs) and it's all anti-woke and it's like it's it's amazing because if people loved the LGBTQ, my wife and I would have that stuff all out of our house if we loved that <laughs> stuff. If we loved Black Lives Matter, we would yeah. be attending those and we would be celebrating their yeah. work. But the problem is that nobody likes woke agenda. Nobody likes well, communism. Well, nobody. Even their own fans don't like it, but they're just That's right. Too cowardly to go along, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and that's and that's more evidence that that there's a, a reactionary swing against this woke cult. Um, in that people are voting with their attention in terms of video views of Jason Aldean. Yeah. Uh, they're voting with their dollars. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, really, I'm just very hopeful yeah. that there's that there's been such an extreme um, swing towards, you know, cultural Marxism and identity politics that people are just sort of tired of this kind of woke nonsense. And that, you know, if you go woke, you go, you, if you get woke, you go broke. Yeah. Um, just about every Disney movie is tanked uh, or yep. just been extremely disappointing. Uh, Bud Light, Target, the list goes on. Uh, so, you know, that tells you that tells the tale, regardless of what you're hearing in the media. And thankfully, you know, as we mentioned earlier, I think on a previous show, American trust in the media is down to seven percent. Good. Get it lower. Seven percent. Yeah. 
you know, so uh, mainstream media is basically dead. Yeah. Um, people are turning to free speech platforms uh, and shows like yours yeah. um, to get, you know, to get what real information that they can make decisions on for their lives. So I'm very hopeful. I think that, you know, regardless of the full court Marxist press, so to speak, um, you know, people are waking up and, and choosing family, faith and freedom more than ever before. And boy, what a at least more than in a while, at least. And exactly. And it's like it's almost like it takes this level of hysteria and, and yes. just craziness to bring faith and family and those kind of values back in. Because let's face yes. it, if if we weren't pushed with COVID, if we weren't pushed with the LGBTQ and Black Lives Matter and the protests of summer, uh, would we have taken on such an activist role or I or who those who have stepped up? Probably not, because why we tend to feel comfortable when things are kind of mellow and we don't really need to be pushing the envelope. Yeah, com- it took com- their hysteria opportunities for people that think, well, who could what could I do? Who am I? You're something. You're somebody. Yeah. We got to have you right now. I believe that like the sun rising. And so that's <laughs> yes. the encouraging thing that I see is that as much progress as has been made in the resistance, there yeah. is so much opportunity for those who haven't joined the fight, who haven't woken yeah. up yet. We can get you activated today. Our guest yeah, is Dr. Sure. Michael Gaeta. We're just doing so many uh, we're going all over the place with him, Dr. <laughs> M- uh, com. Uh, we're talking about, oh, I don't know. We got about three and a half minutes or so left. Sure. Put a button on anything right now that people can really take and, and move and get out on the streets with and a nugget to save to. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. And, uh, you know, I think the, the, the main thing now is that folks find their tribe locally. Yeah, nice. So friends, neighbors, uh, local, local, everything, you know, food, finance, um, uh, purchases, you know, uh, you know, support companies and businesses that are local or at least that don't hate you. Uh, You know, like I'm, I'm going to all American clothing company now and Mammoth Nation and all kinds of places where these are American companies that love America and love Americans, you know, rather than the, you know, so I think the basic idea is decentralized, locally source your life, your food, your finances, your friends, your tribe, your community. And that's where the resilience comes because they're not done. You know, the globalists, the Mm -hmm. Marxists are not done. Uh, And, you know, who knows what's next? Uh, But it's going to be that local resilience and disconnecting as much as you can uh, from mainstream, you know, uh, everything, centralized everything is going to be a really important thing. So, you know, go to your farmer's market, your local CSA, your community bank, your local credit union, get just disconnect from the large multinational everything as much as you can. There's certain things you can't. But there's a lot you can. And I think that's going to be really important in the days to come. Yeah. And I love what you just said there, because it is farmer's market. One thing we started doing was bringing cash, paper money to those farmer's markets, because when you think about it, that $50 bill cash that I give to the farmer that then goes and buys feed with it, that then he goes and that stays as $50. But guess what? When I get that debit card out, I get that credit card out. 
buck, uh, one and a half points is gone every time that yeah. thing slides. And by the end of the day, the bank Urge. gets it all right. And so I think there's another element of get off of the grid, use cash as much as you, and we know that that's the right way to do, because why they want to introduce central bank digital currency and they For want sure. everything monitored. And, For oh, sure. you made a six hundred dollar transaction on PayPal. We need to see what the granny's doing. Uh, God yeah. forbid she made a couple hundred bucks for her quilt online through Craigslist or whatever. They want a piece of all of it. So that tells me we want to run away as fast as possible. For sure. From and and that. that's our message here, Matthew. You know, we have a clinic here. We work with patients around the country um, and especially here in Colorado where you know, our whole approach is nature first, drugs last. Yeah. Uh, and help people take care of themselves, help, help people take care of their families using nutrition and natural medicine and natural therapies and home care, you know, things that they can do to take yeah. care of themselves. Uh, grow, you know, and I do recommend people grow your own food and look to your own protection. You need to be able to protect your family and uh, your home. Uh, whatever that looks like for you, but you need to look after your own security as well. And that could be food security and as well as safety and whatever else it is. I think it's important that we we have a, you know, a decentralized approach. Absolutely. To everything, you know, and I think that's uh, really important. I love the message. I love our time. I always know we get better. We grow. We get stronger. We get ideas. We get moving, folks. It's been Dr. Michael Gata. MichaelGata.com. I can't thank you enough, sir. We'll have you back, of course. And remember this until next time, folks. Serve God. Help others. Stay good. Goodbye. Stay connected with the show on Instagram at The Matthew Dark Show or send an email to TheMatthewDarkShow at gmail.com. Missed a show? Download any episode on Spotify. The Matthew Dark Show, live Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. on KLZ 560 a.m.